Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. I feel a sort of a sense, I want to start the show with a, okay, everybody, and relax, we could just start again, new Prime Minister, new regime, new cabinet, which is what uh, the new Prime Minister spent most of his uh, day dealing with after a meeting with the King at Buckingham Palace at 11 o'clock yesterday morning, and now we can start again, and as uh, James Max just pointed out, maybe we can start talking a little bit about, I don't know, policies uh, for a change instead of who's in, who's out, who's resigned and uh, markets in chaos. We've already seen you know, the pound rise to its highest level against the dollar. Um, interestingly, so has the euro. Hmm, it's almost like Liz Truss didn't resign as prime minister of the eurozone either. Very strange times, people. Uh, but there's no doubt at all Rishi Sunak has bought bit more calm uh, to things. He has decided with his new cabinet uh, to appoint people from every faction, every wing uh, of the uh, party. Um, He's insisted that the mandate that uh, was delivered in 2019, that general election with an 80-strong majority for Boris Johnson, wasn't Boris Johnson's alone. It was a mandate for the Tory party. He'll be making that argument at not just the cabinet this morning, but also with prime with, uh, against uh, Keir Starmer and others at Prime Minister's Questions at Midday. We'll be taking that live here on Talk TV and Talk Radio, of course. But let's talk about, uh, well, what uh, we can deduce uh, from uh, his appointments in cabinet and what we've heard from him so far. With my guest joining me all this morning, ideal day to have you on Chief reporter of Politics Home, Alan Tolhurst. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. I mean, there's just a little bit to talk about. Um, yeah. Um, first of all, um, what do you make of what uh, Rishi Sunak had to say um, when he first spoke to the nation, spoke to the Tory party in mm. that rather weird robotic video the day before, uh, when he stood outside number 10 and reporters tediously went on about Larry the Cat. So sick <laughs> of Larry the Cat, seriously. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and he sort of spoke to the nation about what he wanted to do. What did you interpret from what he had to say? Well, I think, firstly, the kind of the, the way that he did it, he didn't normally have lots of people there in the, in the street, all the aides and stuff clapping and stuff. It was just him, wasn't his family. You could like, hear Steve Bray, though, of course. You could hear Steve Bray, of course. But, you know, it was it was an attempt, I think, to be this kind of this idea of more professionalism, I think, bringing in the, the, that's a new broom, sweeping out the sort of chaotic administration that we've just had. And and he also spoke for quite a long time. Often that, that first speech is really, really short. Actually, he went on for a, quite a long time and really expounded on his ideas and, and actually was not shy and 
and sort of trashing his two predecessors, um, Liz Truss and, Jeremy, and uh, Boris Johnson's uh, records, and saying he was going to fix the mistakes of, of the past. So I think it was was quite interesting, and I think he clearly showed that he is going to want to really, you know, he's speaking, I think the last few weeks, a lot of politicians have been speaking to the markets. I think mm. he's now trying to speak to the to the, to the to the nation as well. Yeah, which, which, which I think a lot, a lot of people would like to go, hi, we're over here, we're not, we're not all members of the Tory party, we'd like you to pay attention to us. Well, yeah. look, let's have a little listen mm. to what he had to say about his predecessors and their record. I want to pay tribute to my predecessor, Liz Truss. She was not wrong to want to improve growth in this country, but some mistakes were made. Not born of ill will or bad intentions. Quite the opposite, in fact. But mistakes nonetheless. Very difficult to concentrate on Rishi Sunak when all you can hear is the, the song I Predict a Riot being yeah, yeah, played yeah. by uh, the protesters outside. Um, mistakes and the less. It's important to admit that. Mm. Um, but it was that... interesting. He was saying, you know, he was like saying, oh, she, you know, she, her heart was in the right place, but she just she just basically yeah. beefed it, essentially. Yeah. But again, that's the thing. You can't be attacking your two protesters person. He talked very warmly about both of them. He also talked about the difficult decisions mm. to come. I will place economic stability and confidence at the heart of this government's agenda. This will mean difficult decisions to come. Um, He also spoke about hope. I mean, you know, President Obama and hopey changey. A lot of people feel very despondent at the moment, very worried about what's happening to their finances, energy bills going into the winter. Um, You know, we're constantly told crisis, crisis, crisis. This is you know, very difficult for an awful lot of people. So you're talking about hope, perhaps important. Let's have a listen to what he had to say about that. Together, we can achieve incredible things. We will create a future worthy of the sacrifices so many have made and fill tomorrow and every day thereafter with hope. I mean, I would like a bit of hope uh, mm. at this current time. I, I really would, Alan. Um, do you think he can achieve it? And, and what does his new cabinet tell us about how he hopes to do that? Yeah, interesting. I think actually those those two clips you played are really interesting because, you know, how do you have one with the other? How do you have hope that things are going to get better, but also difficult decisions is code word for, for spending cuts, for cuts to, yeah. to cuts to public services. And the fact is that, you know, he in the dim distant past when he was chancellor last year set a spending review for the next three years and already those those budgets for departments which were not seen as particularly generous and now essentially cuts because of inflation there's now you can you know even even if he keeps those current spending plans departments are going to be underfunded by the tune of sort of 20 billion pounds mm. so it's very difficult therefore to offer hope while also on the other hand saying actually we're going to have to make large yeah. cuts well, as well. I mean, there are some areas where we think there won't be um, the sort of the, the austerity defence for instance the fact that Ben Wallace is still in as defence secretary he made it absolutely mm. clear he would go unless yeah. he could get that 3% so and um, NHS I mean, realistically how much can you cut from the NHS at a time when we're in crisis another story we're doing today you know 7 out of 10 trusts people are not seeing a, you're referred by a GP for an urgent consultation because they think you might have cancer and you don't see a consultant within that time I mean yeah. you know, you, okay look what, what are you what is to be cut there right. but, let, but let's talk let's talk about some of the people he actually yeah. appointed um now I mean what was interesting because we, we were pretty sure that it was going to be the case that we were going to see Jeremy Hunt remain as Chancellor I mean again he's he's got as much as many qualifications to be Chancellor as I have I am not qualified to be Chancellor 
chancellor. Um, uh, uh, but, um, you know, he, he was brought in. That's about continuity yeah. and stability. James Cleverly, uh, Foreign Secretary, again, seemed to have actually, I think probably a surprise appointment by Liz Truss, but actually seemed to have done a good job. People are happy with how it's worked. Yeah. Um, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace is still there as well. Um, and um, and then there was some in, interesting, Penny Mordaunt, a big rival, um, who's only got either the House of the Commons apparently was hoping for Foreign Secretary, yeah. looking very unhappy yeah. uh, when she left um, the, the the number 10 yesterday. But um, some crucial people out, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg out as Business Secretary, um, some of the key allies of uh, Boris Johnson, like uh, uh, Kit Malthouse out, who was yeah. briefly Education Secretary, had been in the Home Office a lot of the time. Some of the people who came back, very interesting. Um, I mean, uh, Oliver Dowden, uh, Cabinet Minister, of, Cabinet Office Minister, used to be Party Chairman, I have to say, big, big fan of Oliver Dowden, big, big, big supporter of free speech by the way which one is I like him Dominic Raab was yeah. I think a really big surprise coming back not only as Justice Secretary but Deputy Prime Minister yeah. uh, as well well interesting as well that that's the exact role that he had under Boris Johnson and, and you've also got people coming back Michael Gove yep. having in the summer ruled himself, to get there. ruled himself out of, of frontline politics he, no, he resi- yes he retired from frontline yeah. politics it's, it's very much like one for the younger viewers Dallas you know the whole like it's a bit like you <laughs> yes. know it's all just been a dream it's a Bobby Ewing yeah. is in the shower turns round and realises the last two series have been a dream exactly it's yeah. all just been a dream and, and to go back to and I think that's partly you know Sunak wants to say that look there's, there was a Big problems over the summer and, and, and beyond. There's a lot of chaos. We're going back to that previous kind of era. And, and like you say, he sacked, I think it's like about 10 or 11 people. But he did sort of kept that continuity at the very top of cabinet. Yeah. And then has brought in a lot of these people with a lot more, you'd say actually people with a lot more experience. Only I think um, Gillian Keegan and, and one other person had never been in cabinet before and so therefore he's... Yeah, we've got Steve Barkley as health secretary right exactly so Mark Harper as transport secretary Grant Shapps moving from home to business secretary yeah. but, but I mean, in terms of um, so some of the key people who, who will make a lot of uh, Tory uh, people very happy who who had uh, been upset about uh, yeah. Sunak winning uh, the likes of um, Kimby Badenoch back yeah. in as international trade secretary but also with that equalities brief this is going to be fun people mm. um, but also um, Swella Braverman back in as um, home secretary I have to say I'm surprised Surprised that she's back in his home secretary. Yeah. It was clearly the price of her support and was considered to be crucial yeah. for Rishi Sunak for him to get the support of her. But she resigned only a week ago after breaching um, the ministerial code yeah. over emailing basically ministerial documents to to an MP ally, John Hayes, which who was outside of government. I mean, she was not allowed to send that stuff. She resigned. Do you think he's going to get away with that? But given that he did say this was going to be a government of integrity, professionalism and accountability at every level? Yeah, well, I think you you can fully expect Labour at Prime Minister's questions today to go pretty hard on that. It was, um, you know, it's pretty extraordinary, really, that someone had um, that sort of breach, breaching the ministerial code in that way, and not just to be sort of, uh, you know, not punished, but rewarded coming back into Cabinet. Less did than it, a, a did anyone later. notice, though, realistic? I mean, I was, look... I was away on holiday. I was on a catamaran that day um, on a holiday. Thanks very much. Some wine had been taken. And you weren't watching um, the fracking debate. I was not watching the fracking were... debate, but that was it. You know, these were you know these were these were very busy times. Yeah. Did anyone in the electorate? No, we all know it's about Pope Partygate, but did anyone really notice Suella Braverman's resignation amid? the chaos of last week. Yeah, I think it probably did get lost a little bit, but that's why I'm saying that I think Labour will definitely be, I think when people do understand that this, she committed quite a serious breach, I think, you know, and sort of thing that actually, that, like you say, if 
if Sunak is attempting to brush away some of the problems of the past and the perhaps the chaotic issues. That might be an issue. Yeah, I think so. I've said, I for one am glad she's back in. I just wonder whether Home Secretary was, was the right move mm. there. Um, my, I mean, I can see this as a party of all the, you know, a cabinet of all the talents and, and this is about, you know, different wings and, and basically including people so they're not on the, on the, on the sidelines carping. It seemed to me, though, this is a lot about bringing people in so that to coin a phrase of misquote of an American president, so they are spitting out of the tent, not spitting in. Yeah, exactly. You know, keep your friends close and enemies close. Yeah. I think. I think what's interesting is that you know, if Sunak is to stick around until the next election, twenty twenty four, this will not be the cabinet that he takes into an election election. So I think when, you know, if the polls go up as he expects, they will. He'll have more. Eventually, leeway. eventually, have leeway okay. to create a cabinet that he really wants. To. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.